So Yuna's got like, just to give a play-by-play, -play, like a whole page of notes. No, not a whole page of notes. It's just one she note she that meticulously in, the, in the Excel. Meticulously worked on no, day and night since the last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you, you can always have the right information from this uh, podcast. Because that's why people come to this podcast, is for right information. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, do your own research. Take your own risk. We're just uh, um, talking here for fun. For whose fun, we're not sure. I think it's just ours, but yeah, that's just okay. ours. That's so right. if you feel found, that's a uh, that's great. If you don't, that's okay too. No, if you don't get out, we don't want you. <laughs> no, no fun allowed here. <laughs> Only fun here. Hey, uh, this is Matt. And this is Yuna. And this is our brand new podcast called All We Do Is Watch The Olympics Now and Get No Work Done. Exactly. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to episode one <laughs> of this podcast, um, because that's pretty much all we've done the last week. No. Don't tell our bosses. Don't tell our bosses. <laughs> we actually do our work. We just watch that Olympics in our break time. Yeah. So we do work. Yes, we do 100%. That's generous. <laughs> yes, it is 100%. Anyway, yes. I, I, I stand by my ground. I'm not sure about that, but I'm definitely 100%. Depends on which event is on. That's true. If Australia is in, <laughs> we'll, 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 yeah, we have to call an audible on that. Anyway, this is the latest episode of Our Three Things, an episode where myself, Matt, and my lovely partner, Yuna, talk about three joyful things that we're happy about for this week. Yes. To bring some light to this dark and dreary world. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of Olympics talk this week, um, but I think looking at our list, we've tried to sort of um, sandwich in a bit of non-Olympics, but we've seriously been like on that nonstop yeah. this week, um, while also doing our work, of course. Yes, doing our work, 100%. Yep. But there, but there is some of that, so look forward to that, and let's just jump into it, because yeah. I'm super excited about your first thing, Yuna. Me too. What is your first thing this week? <laughs> I'm super excited about, um, not super, I'm like, it's just really enjoyable for me, for my first thing. My first thing is the Olympic Games table tennis commentator, Adam Bobro. So he's my, 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 my number one things on my list. And let me explain why I'm happy about, uh, <laughs> why I feel joyful about him, right? Um, to be honest, before yesterday, I have no idea who is Adam Bobro. If you don't know who he is, Google him. So Bobro is an announcer of table tennis as well as a competitive player as well. Mm -hmm. But why he brings so much joy, right, is I have been following table tennis for most of the Olympics, right? Because uh, obviously China is really great at this well, game. Well, not, maybe, maybe not everybody knows that. So how dominant is China in well, table tennis? We have the gold and so on. So well, for, for how many years? For a very, very <laughs> for long, a very long time. time. So, okay. So put that aside, right? Um, the, the, the joyful thing is about the commentator is Matt doesn't usually watch table tennis that much. The whole reason he started watching that because I was watching a Chinese player to play, right? And Matt start, started noticing there's a really goofy, funny commentator when he <laughs> commenting the, the table tennis game. And he's trying to throw these jokes and the background of these employees. Uh, so not employees, these table tennis players. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> these table tennis players. And, and the way he described how they play and uh, and their nickname, just so much fun. And um, China has a number one top player called Ma Long. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, when table tennis player, they uh, sometimes when they play, they, they like to blow air to, to clear the dust on, on the, their... Um, the paddle. The paddle, right? And he just said, well, you can't really blow to the paddle, but if it's dragon breath, that's fine. Because Ma Long, uh, his Chinese name Long actually means dragon. Mm -hmm. So that, that's why he, he make these kind of jokes. And it's just really fun to, to see him called the people's nickname and how they get it. And from his 
admiration of uh, the the sports and the way he describes it, it just makes you more exciting and want to understand, want to enjoy and watch this game. And that I think that get what Matt's watching as well because the commentating is mm-hmm. so much fun. And and to be honest, I have the choice to uh, watch. Uh, the Chinese channel to broadcast it, right? But it's just different flavor. For me, uh, watching a table tennis, a competitive sport, as well as listen Adam Burrows commentating, it's just really exciting and brings a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I think uh, like for anyone who's watching a lot of Olympics or who has in the past, a lot of the commentating, it can vary from hardly there at all and sort of like almost like getting in the way to just sort of relatively it could be informative but just sort of dry like a good example is i was trying to watch sailing this year which i know nothing about and the commentating like he was very informative but it was it was basically i could have just been listening to like a text-to-speech yeah explaining the game but this guy in table tennis it's so much different he is actually one of the most colorful commentators at the tokyo olympics and when you see him you will understand it yeah, I would recommend looking up some videos. Yeah, my other little favorite thing he does. So one thing that happens in table tennis is if there's a bit of sweat on the um, that gets on the <laughs> that gets on, on the, the table, table. There's a there's a team of uh, volunteers who come in and wipe it off because that can affect the ball's yeah. trajectory or whatever. Yeah. And any t- anytime they came in, he started referring them to the nickname of the the sweat squad. And oh, so sweat when it, squad, whenever yes. they ran in, he would go, "Oh, hashtag sweat squad is here," and he made up a yeah. little like theme song for it. I'll, I'll find a video and, and put it in the show notes because it's super cute and really funny. Yeah, it's just super cute yeah. and really fun, and 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 just take away the serious of the game, but. In the meantime, you also enjoy it, and it's just really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I strongly recommend that because I think uh, we still have the table tennis uh, group competition in the next few days, and I believe he's still the commentator for English-speaking country. So just watch it. Like you would love it because we have been watching so many games and so many commentators. He's just very unique, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a fun. Very fun, very fun. Definitely will uh, make you laugh, even if you don't watch table tennis. So that's my first thing. Cool. Yeah. And what's your first thing, Matt? So my, my first thing is also Olympics related. So um, I'm a big, uh, since I've moved to Australia, I, have a, I, I really enjoy watching Australian sports teams because they're, they're just so scrappy and so fun to watch. And there's a lot of, uh, you can tell the passion for the sports. So my first thing is actually <laughs> something specific about them. And that is the naming of the uh, Olympic sports teams that Australia sends to the Olympics. It's so cute. Yeah, they're super cute. Um, and I actually, I wanted, I, this, I could just read through them and say, oh, isn't this interesting? Oh, this is cute and funny. And, yeah. But I wanted to make it a little more interactive. Okay. So yes. I, I made up a little game. This is our, one of our first, like game uh, show? our little okay. game show, our first little game segment. Yeah. Maybe I'll find some, some funny, kitschy um, background music to put in. Yeah. Some Jeopardy music or something. Yeah. Um, note to future self, do some, some fun post-production on that. We'll yeah. See if it happens. <laughs> so, you know, this is called Australian Teen Names, Real or Not. Okay, yeah. Probably need to think of a better name for the game. But yeah. <laughs> I have a list of here of uh, both real team names yes. that the Australian have, and they, they have different ones for each sport for the ones that they yeah. have. And then I also have some that I've made up. On okay. My own. I and think we'll, I'm able to tell. Yeah, so, so we'll see. <laughs> okay. And you're not allowed to use your computer. You can use some of these we've, you've heard mentioned while we've watched this week. Yeah. I'm but not no using cheating. my computer. I'm watching you. No I'm cheating. looking at you yes. right now. Yes, no and cheating. we have a camera rolling in we the have, background. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fully monitored and recorded Exactly. Here. All right. Are you ready for the first one? Yes. All right. I'm going to start you off with the easy one. Okay. Is this real or fake? Okay. The hockey ruse. That's real. Which sport is that? Hockey. Nice. Which hockey? Uh, female? Yes, that's yes, right. That's right. Yes, yes, Good I job. got it right. <laughs> All right. Okay, next one. Yeah. The stingrays. The stingrays. It's not the swim. Uh, not the swim. That's it's, right. it's not the name. I don't think we have stingrays. Oh, I'm sorry. We do? We do have oh, stingrays. The no, not the surfing. The rowing? You're, you're, in, the, you're in the right <laughs> type of land. Triathlon. No, no, <laughs> no. It's actually one that we haven't. I don't think we've watched any of. But okay. it's the um, it's the women's water polo. Oh, water polo! Of mm. course, makes yeah. sense. And they're paired with the sharks for males water polo. Wow. So it's two different ones. Okay. Um, all That's right. That's okay. So you're 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 one out of two so far. Fifty yes. percent. Yeah. That's almost huh. passing. 
sort of. Yeah, not really. passing's good. Yeah, it's not passing actually, but okay, we'll see. Yeah. Um, next one. The is this real or fake? Okay. The fighting dingoes. Fake. That is fake. Yes. Now, what sport do you think that that could be? Boxing. That, 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 that wouldn't be a bad one. Although I don't think dingoes can, they're not two-legged yeah, animals. Okay. But, but still, it does sound like a good boxing game. All right, all right. Okay, next one. This one might be kind of tough, but okay. I, I'll, I can give you a hint if, you're, if you don't know right. this one. Is this real or fake? Uh-huh. The Matildas. Yeah. It's real. So now what sport do you think that is? What sport? I think I've heard it. Um, what sport that is? Multi- I'll give you one lifeline. Yes. You want the hint? Uh, take it, take okay. it. <laughs> no hesitation. Um, I was just watching this one late last night. Last night? You're watching last night. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. We had an unexpected victory. Yes! That's the... Ooh, tone it down. Female basketball game. No. Not the female one? We lost that one. Yeah, you lost that one. But no. we were watching that last night. We were watching it. No, no, but it's a different one. It's a different one? Football. Yes. Yes, what female gender? football. Female football. Yeah, yeah. You got it. All right. So you are, what is this, three out of four? That's pretty good. So that's, yeah. that's passing, 75%. No. Right? Yes, three out of four. Yes, yes. yes. Don't passing. try to cheat me. It is, it's, it's, a, it's a distinction. All right. <laughs> we're going to do one more and see if you okay. can fully pull it up into a, a more respectable grade here. Yeah. The Koala Killers. That's fake. That is fake. Yes. Now, what sport would that be? Could that be? Could that be? Rifle? <laughs> That's a wait. That's kind of depressing. I, I didn't. I, I don't. I'm sorry. The meaning of that name was not that they kill the koalas. <laughs> that the koalas are the killers. Oh, okay. A judo. That would be good. Actually, that would be That'd a cool. That'd be so name. cute. You know. I, I think do we, we actually have a do. Judo team? We, we do have a couple of folks in in judo. I don't think they've done very well, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, now this uh, <laughs> as as a bonus round. Um, this one we heard early on in the Olympics. Yeah. Do you know the uh, the irakanjis? The irakanjis. Mm. What is irakanji? So maybe this is a hint. It is a uh, a small jellyfish, very um, powerful little jellyfish. Yes. Uh, smell. Sorry, no, swim. <laughs> Men swim team. Uh, not swim. It's not swim. Um, rowing. Uh, not rowing. No. No. Um. It's a new sport this year. It's a new sport this year. Oh, canoeing. No. No, canoeing is no. not new. Uh, skateboarding. No. <laughs> Surfing. Surfing. We got, sorry, we got to, sorry. sorry, this segment was going on a bit too long. We need to, <laughs> we need to wrap it up at some point. Sorry. We'll just say you got that one. So what is that? Like, uh, what, 80%? Something like yeah, that? Oh, 80%. That's pretty good. All right. So you, you know your Australian teams. Yes, I do. Of course I do. Perfect. I do want to see the koala killers of the judo name, though. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Definitely not the shooting team. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Poor little koalas. We lost enough of them already. Yeah, exactly. We so need yeah, to protect them. That's my first thing. I just yeah. think it's cool that they have so many different names. Some I didn't mention, um, the Opals or women's basketball. Yeah. Um, the men's hockey, the Kookaburras. Kookaburra. Which is fun. It's fun. Mm. And Dolphins. Dolphins are the, the, dolphins uh, are the uh, swim, swim, swim teams. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Probably the best team. Oh, yeah, they're definitely the best for yeah. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, so yeah. Just fun to see that. I, yeah. li- I like that because it brings a sense of like fun and like levity. I know, to the it's country. so much fun. I like it. There's one point I was even thinking, are they talking about the national team or it's just some league? Some of them are the national team. I think like the, the hockey teams are, are like the hockey roos and kookaburras are the men's and women or women's yeah. and men's hockey team. I wonder um, if they have like a mascot for each team. That would be, be fun. I don't know what fun. a hockey roo would be though. This hockey roo? Because they basically no, just take hockey like and add a roo a, on it. It would be a, a kangaroo who has the hockey stick. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. That'd be fun, you know? I would mm. buy it. You would a buy souvenir. the mascot? Yes. <laughs> souvenir mascot? Exactly. I, 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 wait, I would somewhere. collect all the souvenirs from different teams. That's a very good uh, business idea. They should do that. They should Probably do in that. the 2032 Olympics in uh, Brisbane. They should have a souvenir for each of the Australian Wait, but teams. what if they listen to this episode and then they get the idea? Oh. TM, TM, TM. Trademark, trademark, trademark. 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 You can't trademark. steal this. You can't steal us. That's our idea. <laughs> so that's my first thing. Just a fun little thing. Um, it's very fun. It's just, I really, it makes it more fun to follow all the different teams. Yeah. By the way, as, as we're recording this, women's hockey and men's hockey both are undefeated right now. Women's hockey, 5-0 in their Olympic run. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So let's see. Well, we'll see. Maybe we can get a couple gold medals that are not in water, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Some on <yeah>. land. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that, that's, that's my first thing. Yuna, what is your second thing? So my second thing is um, actually about our 
local business, what they can offer us. Mm. Um, so that makes me really grateful. We have them around us and, and I feel the convenience, especially during this lockdown period. So in terms of local business, and you all know how much I love food. So, and especially for uh, bakeries and, and desserts. And I remember it's, it's around about like uh, last week or the week before, I have been telling Matt like how craving I am to sourdough. Because the last <laughs> time we have sourdough, it's way before the lockdown in an Italian restaurant. They have this most soft, chewy, warm sourdough with the truffle butter. And I really enjoyed that. So who wouldn't enjoy that? I know. So like, I think last week I just been craving about it. And I've been telling Matt's like, oh, where you can find the sourdough? And I just keep Googling, Googling, Googling. I realized for all the websites I see online, any bakeries, you have to order at least $50 cake and bread. Plus then delivery fee. I was like, how I can... Yeah, that's a lot. Like for two of us, fifty dollars of bread, eating within a week. Pretty much would just like undo all of your weight loss I, exactly, journey, <laughs> right? So, so I was like, I was kind of okay. It's just a craving. Uh, I will let it pass. Probably for like uh, the brunch takeaway we have every Saturday. Probably I will try toasty for that or sour for in sourdough, right? Not gonna hit that spot, no. I know, but however, somehow the universe must hear my calling. Mm. Okay, because so suddenly on my community Facebook group, I think around Thursday, Friday, there is this local uh, boutique bakery posting, say, oh, we're delivering local for free. And guess what? They have sold on their website. And like, it's only cost eight fifty, And I ordered it. And they literally deliver fresh on the day. We receive it today. Mm-hmm. It's still warm and still massive. And it's only eight fifty, and I'm so happy. And yeah. it's 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 good sourdough. It's definitely better than the one you bought from Coles for sure. So I'm just really grateful. Like we have this kind of local business around us. So it's it's sometimes you do craving things and then deliver it to your door. It's such a convenience, and it's good for the local business as well. So mm. I'm, that actually makes me really happy. And on top of that, uh, it's not very local, local, but still it's like a boutique. Um, bakery or cake, caking, cake, catering. We'll just say cakery. Cakery, something. So around like Innovest, right? So they have the similar selection box as a signature selection box as Black Star Pastry. And, uh, Which is the, for, for, for those who don't know what that is, that was the cakes we talked about last week. Exactly. The mm. strawberry watermelon cake, still the number one cake in my heart. Um, <laughs> so, in all of our hearts. Huh? In all of our hearts. Exactly. So I ordered that. A selection box to be delivered to us this weekend as my post-vaccine uh, kind of uh, reward cake. I'm having my, my vaccine tomorrow, and I'm so, I'm so grateful they actually deliver to our suburb because that shop is in Glebe. So also oh, yeah, Glebe is give, like uh, <laughs> Glebe is 18 kilometers away from from where we live, and because we're in lockdown, so we can't go out past five kilometers yeah. till we will leave. But so that's why I'm so grateful. Because of these little shops and delivery drivers, we are able to have the food we crave for and that will make us feel so, bring brighten our, our weekend a little bit, a little bit joyful, staying home, watching Olympics. So that, that's my second thing. Yeah, you, you, and you mentioned it briefly, but I think what's really nice about the local business and what they're offering with delivery and things like that is uh, it really helps with all of the lockdowns that we're going through in New South Wales. So we didn't talk about this in our intro yeah. for once, um, but I'm bringing it up anyway. So we're we're in a even heavier lockdown than we have been in previous weeks in New South Wales, or at least Greater Sydney, unfortunately. Yeah. So like Yuna said, um, our area, we can't even go like five Ks away and mm. have to wear masks outside and all of these things, um, you know, which is, which is, it's what we have to do. That's fine. I'm not complaining about that, but it does make it difficult because we can't, we can't really like indulge pretty much at all if we if we had to go and get all of this stuff because mm, yeah. it would just be like unnecessary risk, right? Yeah. But all these places that some of them don't even normally deliver that much. Exactly. But we're able to do that now yeah. in, in during this time. Yeah. yeah. So so that's really good. Yeah. Mm. So I'm just really grateful. Like uh, we, we, we have the option to, to 
have this tasty bake bakery and cakery delivered to us, mm. right? And I don't know if cakery is a word, but it sounds oh, like it I should just, be. Uh, make it up. <laughs> yeah. So that's my second thing mm-hmm. that brings me joy mm-hmm. this week. So Matt, what's your second thing? So my second thing, um, I'm, I'm veering away from Olympics as well, just for temporarily. We'll be back there, don't worry. But my, <laughs> my second thing is actually a, a movie trailer for the adaptation of the, um, the Dune novel. So uh, for those of you who know what Dune is, you're probably already aware of this and probably have seen the trailer because I think it came out like a week and a half ago now, but I've just started watching it again recently. As I say watching it again as if it's like a TV series, it's a three minute trailer, but it's super, super good. Um, so just a bit of context for those who maybe don't know. So the uh, Dune, um, which is a sci-fi novel that was uh, released in 1965, at least the first one by uh, Frank Herbert. It's considered by many to be one of the top science fiction books ever. There's lots of things that are sort of modeled after it. Um, it's up there in that echelon with like Isaac Asimov books. Um, it's just sort of one of those pinnacle pieces of literature, won all sorts of awards. It has a whole bunch of sequels as well. Um, I think yeah. there's like, oh gosh, I mean, a, a couple dozen at least like books in the entire series. Um, some of them were written by Frank Herbert, some by his son, and then some of it was written by someone else who sort of picked it up. Uh-huh. They vary in quality after the first one, but the first book, really the first three, I think, are some of the best pieces of like fiction I've ever read. Yeah. And I don't normally like science fiction that much. There's only a couple of science fiction books I would put up there. Three Body Problems. Three Body Problem is one of them. Exactly. That, but we'll talk about that probably okay. in the future. <laughs> um, but, but Dune is definitely probably, it's probably up tied for number one with my favorite sci-fi book. Yeah. So At least w- the first one. W- when the movie will be out? Well, so first, so the movie will be out hopefully later this year. We'll see. It was supposed to come out, I think, sometime last year. Um, got yeah. pushed due to everything obviously going on. Um, but I think it's due to come out in October, I want to say, is what the trailer had said. But the thing that's interesting, actually, yeah. about it is, I don't know if um, if you know this, you know, but the the adaptation of this book has actually a kind of a interesting history to it. Uh-huh. So it's been tried to be adapted multiple times, sometimes not at all and then sometimes not very successfully so yeah. hopefully this will be the change yeah so the first time it was actually attempted to be adapted was in 19 around 1973 mm. so a director and writer named alejandro jodorowsky i think i'm pronouncing that correctly back then he teamed up with this like all-star cast of not yeah. cast but all-star uh, development crew of like different writers and creatives some of them were on even movies like alien i think um the designer was and he actually, they worked on this thing and he had this massive, massive vision. Cause I don't know if, I think you tried to read it once. Yeah. Yeah. I was you trying got, to like, uh, to listen to it from audio. Oh, it's tough with audiobook cause of the, some of those names and places. Yeah. I feel yeah. like yeah, for, for, for a book like Dune, you have to listen in one go. Otherwise just confuse. I, I just lose track of who are, who, who is who. We should try to find you like a Chinese translated version. Maybe I'm I don't know pretty if sure they have. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah, anyway. Um, but you probably got far enough in to understand like the scope of it is yeah. massive. He creates a whole universe. Yeah, basically. yeah, pretty much. It's, it's um, very interesting at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't, I'm not going to go into the plot too much, but just to kind of give setup, basically like it, it takes place about like 10 or 20,000 years in the future from like us. And so it's yeah. this time it's in the far, far, far future, but it's a time when basically like humans have destroyed all remnants of technology. So there was this big event, um, where basically like technology, there was like a big war between like computers and humans basically yeah keep in mind this was written in like the 60s 50s and 60s so there's like some of these concepts were a bit like kind of fuzzy um but i think the idea kind of holds where you know humans basically had a huge war with technology and then basically swore not to rely on it for the rest of human history Uh uh-huh so it's all done everything that's created is like kind of manual or analog or whatever you want to call it but there's this one planet called arrakis and it's also nicknamed as dune it's basically this big desert planet and it has this material called the spice, which basically can be used to have all sorts of effects and basically allows, it can allow humans to travel to other planets. It can um, allow people to do crazy levels of calculation that like yeah. normally only a computer could do um, and other, and it has all these different things. And it's like, it's the only place, the only planet where that this thing can be found is, is this planet Dune. Yeah. And so most of the series of books Kind it's of, about the spices, right? In Dune. The spice, yeah. So yeah. most of the most of the series of books revolves around sort of the struggle for control of this planet because it's the only place. It's like a limited resource, yeah. basically. So that's sort of like the 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 setup, and there's all sorts of characters and all this thing. Yeah. Um. So the anyway, going back to what I was saying, the original uh, attempt at this from Jodorowsky was he made this insanely long script. It was some people thought it would like his vision would have taken like a 14-hour movie to watch. Like yeah. it was insane. 
Um, and eventually it just got too big to control and for financial reasons it was canceled. Mm. And the funny thing about that is there was actually, there was a documentary about this failed adaptation that came out like a few years ago that yeah. ended up winning awards on its own. It's called like Jodorowsky's Dune. Um, if anyone's interested in that, I would definitely like look that up. It might still be on Netflix, I'm not sure. Um, but it's very interesting. The second time that this was attempted to be adapted was in 1984 with uh, a director named David Lynch at the helm. And I don't, you probably don't know who that is. Yeah. Mm. So um, I don't know if you know who David Lynch is, you know. Maybe I know. Maybe, possibly. But he he's known for making these very, very like bizarre, like non-linear stories. They're really, yeah. really weird and like creepy. I don't think you would like it. And I, okay. I don't even like him that much, but he has a distinct style, that's for sure. And the movie came out and I think this was before I was born, but for people who maybe did see that uh, and were alive then, and you probably remember it being a very, very strange movie, kind of in line with David Lynch's sensibility. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just some, it's one of those weird movies that like some people kind of look back on it fondly and it's like what they call like a cult classic. So, so that was one adaptation. And then I think it's kind of, the rights have kind of changed hands a few times since then. Mm. Um, Finally in 2000, let's see, it was 2008 uh, was when Paramount Pictures announced they had a new film adaptation of Dune um, developed with a director named Peter Berg. He dropped out in 2009. Um, Another director was signed on in 2010. Then that project was dropped in 2011. So another failed attempt. Um, (laughs) Finally, in 2016, um, a company called Legendary Entertainment acquired the film and TV rights. And in December 2016, a director named, um, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Denis Villeneuve, I think. It's like a, I think he's like a French name. I don't know how to say that. But he was in negotiations to direct it, and that was confirmed the following year. And then in the years since then, there's been a little bit of like teaser and leaks, but not very much of anything until finally they dropped this like crazy trailer um, a few months ago, just like kind of a short teaser. And then this three minute trailer that I'll, I'll put a link to this in the show notes um, that just came out recently. And there's a lot of reasons that this makes me joyful. Obviously, I love the book and I would love to see like a, a kind of epic story, like on the level of like yeah. of like you know a lord of the rings for example where yeah. it's just this it's, it can be like a pinnacle of filmmaking yeah and but I'm, a marvel as well not really marvel different different I think. Okay. yeah like because so i wouldn't only lord of the ring is is in, in i think the no no okay well i don't want to get in we're, <laughs> i don't want to get into this <laughs> debate or anything um because everyone has different opinions on okay. this it's different because i wouldn't consider like i watched like the the avengers is like kind of just like summer fun like a blockbuster movie. yeah whereas something like Lord of, Rings. Lord of the Rings or like, like, so another, another movie, some other movies that by Denis Villeneuve, um, the same director that I like quite a bit. He was, uh, responsible for, um, Blade Runner 2048, oh, which was hey. the sequel to the original Blade Runner from uh-huh. ages ago. But I love that movie. He's, he's known for doing these like very like grand wide scenes and building these universes and like taking yeah. his time with the pacing of a movie. And then he, he has that, he has an eye for like just big beautiful like scenes making like creating these worlds that make that really draw you in and like make you feel like you're in this place which is what like that's what lord of the rings did to me for example when i was a kid because it's he's they're creating an entire world entire universe um and you really feel like it's not all action all the time it's like he's really creating this thing that you want to you feel invested in and he like meticulously crafts it yeah um he did another movie that was very very popular or very not i wouldn't say popular but very well done called arrival it's a sci-fi movie Mm -hmm. That, and so like he has a track record of like handling these things really well. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that this is going to be like living up to the book and the yeah. feelings I got when I read the book. And, um, I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen like a movie adaptation of like a book or another property that I really thought was like, Whoa, this is amazing. Um, I mean, the last one I can really think of is Lord of the Rings. Honestly, I guess you could consider maybe like Maybe some of the Marvel movies are up there, but like I'm not super familiar with like the comic book sources for those. Mm. Whereas with this, in this case, I am pretty familiar with these books. So, so yeah, I'm just super excited to actually finally see that coming out after waiting yeah. for so long. And uh, hopefully, we can see that in, in a cinema. That's the hope. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see where we we're at in, in October. Yeah, um, you never know. Uh, <laughs> also, the other thing with this trailer is like they have all sorts of like stars in it. Like, um, did you know that uh, uh, Jason Momoa, who's the who's called Drogo? in oh, Game yeah, of Thrones yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and Aquaman. And yes, so yes. he's actually in the movie, which oh, I like cool. didn't expect to see that. Uh, um, who but, else is in there? Uh, so I'm trying to think who else you might know. Oh, Zendaya is in oh, it. Oh, Zendaya um, is in You know, there. Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, in yeah. it. She's in it as like as one of a really good character. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other, I, I don't know if you will know the actors or not, but there's a couple other big names. Like um, one of the Skarsgård brothers is in there. 
Um, Timothy Chalamet is the lead, um, Paul Atreides. So yeah, there's just, there's a lot of like names that I recognize at least from other movies. And, um, yeah, I'm just this, I mean, this is like one of those movies that I've like is, I hope is like a kind of a once in like a decade kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, everything's looking promising. The trailer is like totally just rad. Like it's awesome. Yeah. Let's Um, just hope like that the movie is as exciting as the trailer. We'll see. Yeah. There's always a danger. It There's be, always but, danger. But this director has a good track record, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm confident. So yeah, yeah that, that's my second thing. Just my, my nerdy media thing for the week. I feel like I have at least one of those. Now, who doesn't like week. science fiction? I love science fiction. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, you know, what is your third thing today? So my third thing is it's very simple. It's inspired by the past week's Olympic Games I've been watching. So my third thing is the Olympic spirit. Mm. So... Let's play a game. Do you know? Oh, another game. <laughs> hang on, hang on, wait. Like, like, leave some space for the theme song that I'm definitely going to use to introduce games. <laughs> All right, let's go. Do you know what is the Olympic spirit? Don't Google. Do I know what it is? Yes. Well, I mean, like in general terms. In like, general terms, tell me. I mean, it's like just the spirit of like friendly competition and representing your country and athleticism peak human whatever and something <laughs> word for word that's what it says i guarantee that's, very that's engraved on something somewhere yeah yeah <laughs> so like um i've been googling this and i felt the olympic crate actually summarized the olympic spirit really well so which is the most important thing in the olympic games is not to win but to take part just as the most important thing in life is not to triumph, but the struggle. Mm. The essential thing is not to have conquered, but to have fought well. Oh, yeah. So I think, I think this beautifully summarizes what is the Olympic spirit. Based on the games I've been watching for the past few days, I've seen this more and more and more. Yeah. Like, Say, say for example, right, the, um, the one, the German player, Dima, from uh, the table tennis who has won the bronze, right? Mm-hmm. The way he fought, it's, it's, he, he know he, he's facing a difficult uh, game with Malong, and, but he tried, and also with the uh, um, Taipei, uh, Chinese Taipei player, mm-hmm. Ling Mingru. So, but he fight his best, he tried so hard, and the spirit he brings is no matter what the result is, I tried my best, and, and I tried to play a good game and to, to give whatever I can to give, right? And in the end, when I saw he took the bronze, he cried and yeah. so much. I just feel like all the years of effort, he finally did it, right? And, and he shows that. So he's the the one of the player, right? But also like because, of course, my background's Chinese, so I pay much more attention to the to the Chinese game and players. And another table tennis player, which is the singles women, uh, gold medal, Chen Meng. Oh yeah. And she is over thirty. I think she's thirty years old. And this year is her first year to be in Olympic. And he has been in that team for over 13 years. Yeah. What kind of dedication as, as a, like athletes, you have to stay in that team. You have to show your love to that team and to keep on going, training day after day for 13 years just to be in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So I'm really super happy to see her winning for that. And another, uh, say, a player, it's, uh, it's called, uh, it's a 200 meter individual medley for the swimming, a Chinese swimmer called Wang Shun, right? Mm-hmm. So he, again, I think is close to 30 as well. Although he's, his name, like in Chinese, means uh, it's, it's lucky, it's gonna be smooth future, right? But his swimming journey, it's not smooth. It's really tough journey for him to, to get on this stage and as, as as we all know, in swimming, Australia, US are the stronger team, right? Mm-hmm. It's really hard for Asian team to be on the top. It's only a handful of them, right? But we never thought like uh, we could win a medal in, in this game. And, and 
the reason who kept this man keep going is just the love for swimming, and he truly loves it. He keep trying it, yeah, and he just keep trying, keep going, no matter what the result is. And and in the end, he he win the gold, right? And also another one another I have one? to mention. Okay. Sorry, just so many, so many of them, the games. And uh, there is a Chinese swimmer, female swimmer called Zhang Yufei. She won the silver, her first、uh, medal for this Tokyo Olympics. He won the silver for two hundred meter butterfly. Like although it's not gold, but she's still super happy. She she won a silver because that means、um, the the hard work she has、uh, done for the past few years paid off, right? But in the end, this girl is amazing. She won the uh, uh, the 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 medal、uh, for one of the swim game as well, and also she won the two two、uh, hundred times four relay. Is that, was that the one where all three teams yeah, set the world three, record? So yeah, so all, yeah, so she won that. China, well. Australia, and U.S. Yeah, they all like this. They they came one, two, and three. So gold, silver, bronze in the、yeah. four by two hundred women's, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and literally all three of them set world records. Exactly. In doing that, which which just shows the level of competition too. Yeah, there are just so many players, right? And I have to say, for the Australia, um. One of the Australia uh, Olympians, uh, Jessica Fox. Oh, yo! So I was actually I was gonna jump in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Say about that. So、yeah. Matt Matt can fill in,、oh. but he she perfectly fits this Olympic spirit as well. Yeah. So this is a this is an Olympian、uh, from Australia named Jessica Fox. This is so far. This is still my number one moment from this Olympics. Um, this isn't my third thing, but I think it follows in with the theme of this Olympic spirit. You know. Yeah. So. She's um she's in her mid twenties I think either she's like twenty seven or something like that I want to say, and so she takes part in a it's it's sort of a niche event so it's the canoe and kayak slalom so the C one and K one women's slalom which for those who don't know what that is basically you um it's sort of they build this this water feature that's sort of like a um like a rapids so um you know like when you go down like the whitewater rafting but yeah, they build、yeah. that like sort of so it's consistent for everybody and they have like waves and it's still really rough waters. And they have these gates that hang down, and you basically have to go. It's it's like a ski slalom, so you have to go through and go under each gate. Some of the gates are positioned where you actually have to go paddling upstream to get through it. Yeah. And it's just a time trial to see who can do it fastest. So this 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 woman has she has won.、Uh, I believe has it was won, a silver. A in, silver and a, a bronze before. Yeah. So she won a silver in 2012, and then in、uh, in in Rio she got a, a bronze. Uh, in the、uh, in the K one, yeah.、Um, this year, she had got a bronze in the in the K one in the kayaking、um, yeah. a few days ago, earlier earlier in the week,、uh, which was a very it was a devastating loss because in the in the preliminaries before that in the semifinals, she she was the fastest I'm pretty sure,、yeah. like by a pretty wide margin. But then in the finals, they just take the top ten of those, and she was on a pretty flawless run. And then I think like. The edge of the gate like hit her ponytail or something when she was coming down,、yeah. and if you hit a gate, it's like a two-second penalty. Yeah, yeah. And that dropped her down to to a bronze, which is still, I mean, obviously that's respectable, but like, it's something that she's been going after to sort of complete that collection. The, the yeah, so like、gold. almost more than twelve years, right? Exactly. Just、and、keep trying. Yeah, and so later in the week, this was on Thursday, right? I think. Yeah. Was it the, yeah Thursday? So. She、uh, they have a, another event. It's actually new this year, which is the women's C、um, one slalom. So it's the same as the kayak, except you're in a canoe. So there's just different types of boats and different、yeah. types of paddle,、um, but similar type of course. And again, in her in the semifinal heats, she was like the fastest by like seven seconds. I mean, it was、yeah. insane. But she's sort of known historically for like sort of folding a bit in the finals. And in the finals, I mean, the the way it played out was really cool because the way that you if the way that they order the finals, the number the order of when the girls go is how fast they were in the semis. And、yeah. she was the fastest, so that means she goes last basically. And early, I think it was like the first or second woman was the this one from Great Britain.、Uh, she had basically like a impeccable run. What it looked、yeah. like, she didn't hit anything. She didn't stumble at all. And literally after that, every single woman that went after her was like fifteen, twenty seconds short. Some of them even more because like they missed a thing. Yeah.、And、so like no one. Missed a gate or something. She was just. She was already like because what until the whole thing is done. They put whoever's on top like sort of standing above the rest. Yeah. And so they kept going back to her and like it's like oh like I got this. And then Jess Fox got up there, and she had this look in her eyes of just like pure intensity,、mm-hmm. like so focused. Yeah. And then she just absolutely nailed the course. She didn't like mess up a single thing. She got every every gate. She like got everything exactly like it was supposed、yeah. to, and she ended up beating the number the 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 
the British girls score by like two or three seconds. I mean, like a pretty, yeah. that's a pretty like commanding victory. Yeah. And just to add on top of that, the, yes. and this really goes towards the Olympic spirit, her her dad yes, was actually a, um, commentating. Yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah, and her dad is ex-Olympian as well, right? Yeah, her, so her dad, and I think her mom as well, are yeah. ex-Olympians in the same sport from, from however many years ago. And he was commentating on it. And I, you, um, you really need to like look up a video of this because it's it's pretty it's pretty funny because her dad is like this really um, uh, kind of stoic guy. Like he's like very le- like keen, level yeah. level headed, calm. Yeah. And as like as she was like going through the, it was clear that she would get the gold. Yeah. Um, the co commentator from the Channel Seven was trying to like prompt her dad to like show some more emotion. He was just <laughs> no. like. Yeah, she did. She did really good out there, and is like pretty so flawless. Calm, right? But I think that's what you need for yeah. as a competitor yeah. out there. Like if, if that was if, if like I had a daughter that was doing that, there's no way I would be like, oh yeah, <laughs> I would be like blowing the microphones up if I was on that. <laughs> anyway, that was a tangent like, a little bit, but like um, I think it embodies what your thing is, the Olympic yeah. spirit, right? It's, yeah, and like um, I have to make a correction. Actually, the the trans swimmer Zhang Yufei. She she won the silver in the hundred uh swim butterfly, okay. but a gold in the two hundred meter swim butterfly. Okay. Yeah. So I have to get my facts right. You gotta right. get those facts right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. People and, come here for facts after all. <laughs> and I have to say it's like um like the if you can get a medal, that's great, right? But if if you can't get a medal, that's fine as well. As long as you fought well and as long as you um show respect to each of the other players and bring us the best game to watch. I think that's great um, mm-hmm. to to bring the Olympic Games to the whole world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's my um, last thing. And now everyone is going to know pretty much every Chinese player <laughs> so, now because of that. <laughs> no, so there's you. still a lot I haven't mentioned, but I just want to mention a few. Yeah, yeah, we can save it. And so, Matt, what's your last thing? So my last thing, we're going back to the Olympics again. So I'm sorry about that. But I think this is one of those, um, this might actually be one of the few somewhat controversial topics that we ever talk about. I don't know. Um, no, I, I think don't think it should be controversial, but I've definitely seen yeah. comments about it. Yeah. So my third thing is um, Simone Biles. Yeah. Uh, and probably if you're listening to this and you have any knowledge of Olympics at all, you probably already know what, what I'm going to talk about. So for those who maybe don't know, Simone Biles is basically, I mean, at this point, she's already considered like probably the greatest of all time in gymnastics. Yeah, she's um, the best. Yeah, so she, I mean, she has, she has countless medals. She has, she's like invented like new tricks. Like, yeah. Um, one, one funny thing I read is that like there was apparently some um, like manga or anime artist who was actually making like a, like a, some kind of like superhero story and was like yeah. using her moves as like inspiration for that <laughs> yeah. like it's like it's to that level like she's she's one of those gym like like once in like a several generation kind of like yeah. gymnasts um and for those who watch gymnastics like for someone to be even above like the average you know olympic gymnast is like crazy like it's yeah, insane. crazy yeah but there was something that happened this past week where basically she obviously come to the olympics and was all hyped up for for the 2020 slash 2021 tokyo olympics yeah but then actually um withdrew at the very at near the beginning of the um the group uh, women's artistic gymnastics yeah and we're actually watching that live yeah we watched well. it live i'm sure yeah. lots of people probably saw yeah. this live so basically she went up and she she tried to do um for those who don't know what this the artistic team gymnastics is basically there's four people on each team um and they go through like a series of i think it's like six different um like apparatus so like the high beams and the double bars and yeah, yeah. the floor routines all these different ones so she did, I think the one that she did was the beam at the beginning, I want to say. I think it was beam, either beam or vault. And she landed um, very awkwardly and like got like a really, really low score. And then basically she disappeared and then came yeah. back out in like a track suit and it was announced that she was done. And it was her three teammates were the ones that were just going to pick it up for the yeah. rest of it. And there was all this controversy like, oh, what happened? Is she like injured or, or whatever? So um, there was actually a statement. I'm just going to read it directly. So put out by her um, her gymnastics team from USA Gymnastics. And it says, uh, after further medical evaluation, Simone Biles has withdrawn from the final individual all-around competition. We wholeheartedly support Simone's decision and applaud her bravery in prioritizing her well-being. Her courage shows, yet again, why she is a role model for so many. Yeah. So this statement was taken multiple ways by different people, depending on your viewpoint, I think. Mm because this is a very hot button topic, I think, 
with athletes sort of prioritizing mental health over sort of like their the championships basically yeah. so there was like another another recent example was this was this was it wasn't in the olympics but beforehand um with naomi osaka who's the top women's well one of the top two women's players i guess right now yeah depending how you rank it um but she was <laughs> i think she was at the time but this was before ash barty won before ash barty, um, yeah. but yeah so like she like refused to talk to the press at one point and then like she got fined for it because she like it was it's in apparently in some athletes like contract to like have media showings yeah and she like refused to and just because she didn't want to deal with that because some of the things that they ask are like you know just over the top and they mm. very invasive and which i totally i'm on board with that like i agree with that some of some of the press conferences i've watched with athletes are just so stupid yeah and anyway, that's a different topic um and so yeah so like this is like this is starting to come up like a, a slightly more often in a, a press conference on a couple of days after this on tuesday this past week um simone biles was quoted as saying um so this is the quote I say put mental health first because if you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. Yeah. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are rather than just battle through it. Yeah. So like, uh, I think I've seen how she responds, right? I think it took great courage for her it to, did, yeah. to admit it. Like you're not okay, right? And, and I feel like, why I understand why this brings um, will be met three things because Simone Bao shows an example say even if you're on the top of your field but still it's okay that if you're not okay and it's okay if you want to look after your mental health and before maybe before your country's gold um, the pride because you have to look after yourself before you can do stuff for people around you right and mm. people have to know has to know uh, in gymnastics if if you don't if your body doesn't align with your mind it's not in sync you you will massively injured through your um com competition right yeah and, and, and if he if she's injured that would be a, a massive devastation for herself her family for the team for us gymnastic industry right so i think she's very brave she sets a good example for 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 people to understand it's actually okay not to be okay as long as you admit it you face it and you you try to be better at it that's fine yeah and i think one of the things and i'm going to close on this um with a quote that sort of talks about this but i just think i think one of the things that's so great about this is that she realizes and I don't know if this was intentional on her part, but I'm not totally sure because I, I mean, Simone is Simone, but her actions also indicate like her role as a role model yes. to not just like young gymnasts, but just like young people, young women, young black women, yeah. you know, pretty much anyone, I think, but yeah. especially those, those demographics that like you can prioritize yourself. You should prioritize yourself. Like mm. even if you're like a, t I have to say like even especially if you're like an athlete at the very, very, very top of your game like that, because at the end of the day, she's still a person. Yeah. Like she still has to shoulder the average like stresses and anxieties of life and, and all that. And, you know, it's easy for people to say like, oh, well, you know, she she's an Olympic athlete. She should be like fighting through that. Like look at all these other examples of like athletes in the past who like did their events on like a, a broken foot or yeah. whatever. There's like some some cases of that happening in various sports. But I think gymnastics is particularly bad about that from what I understand. Mm. But to me, all that says is, well, that's maybe those people were just like pressured into it and like maybe they shouldn't have done that. Like who like, you know, maybe like maybe they they should be prioritizing um, themselves as well to some extent. I actually have have different opinion than Matt here because okay. I feel it's it's all about your personal choice, right? Some people can can fight through it. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but I'm just saying there there could be cases in the past where this wasn't as accepted where oh, maybe yeah. it was their personal choice if they had had a choice. Yeah. that they wanted to take care okay, of themselves, yeah. but they couldn't. And there's probably people, I'm, I'm, you know, like if, if you're in a game and you're injured and you really genuinely feel I can keep going and yeah. still perform, but I you feel, know, that's power to you. But I feel like but, for, for general public, right, there are more acceptance uh, when you see a physical damage to, to the um, Olympians and if they don't compete. But for Simone, because her issue is the mental, right? Mm -hmm. And people doesn't realize that and give her the negative yeah, exactly. Because they don't I know the story. It's unfair. It's unfair. Right? Yeah. And she but, and she was brave to come out like that. But the reason we bring like Matt bring that to the three things because her braveness and 
she is truly a role model to exactly the young women out there, right? Yeah. And young men as well. And young men. Yeah. Everyone, even Everyone. me, even me. Yes, and even, even me. Even old men as like well. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I just uh, we're we're running a bit long on this one, um, but I do want to close on just a quote from. Um, so this is from uh, the Instagram of Nastia Lukin, who is another famous gymnast who's won several medals in the past. Yeah. Um, I think she's she's been retired for a bit, but she's still active in the in the gymnastics world. So she posted something on Instagram after Simone Biles' statement. I just want to kind of close on this. Uh huh. So she says, "Dear Simone, thank you." Thank you for showing the depth of who you are beyond an athlete as a leader, role model, mental health warrior, and person. Thank you for epitomizing what the next generation of role models should be. Thank you for creating a safer space for current and future athletes to unequivocally be themselves. Thank you for helping the world realize that prioritizing your physical and mental health is the mark of a true champion. Thank you for illuminating that nobody is defined by the depth of their trophy case and that you don't know anything that you don't owe anything to anyone but yourself and the pursuit of happiness. Thank you for taking the sport of gymnastics to new heights as the unanimous goat, greatest of all time. No one will be remembered for any single routine, competition, or medal. You, however, will undeniably be remembered by many for the compassion and bravery shown here in Tokyo. You came here as a gymnast and you're leaving as a hero. I just think that's that's beautiful that's and beautiful. sums it up from someone some from a colleague in yeah. her field, right? So yeah. Definitely. So that's my third thing. Yeah. Well, I think people are tired of hearing our thoughts about the Olympics. <laughs> I know. Um, Clearly, we're a huge fan. Of we, we, we may potentially have a couple more topics next week, depending on how this following how week shakes out. Week we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Most of my favorite things have happened already, but we do have all the track and field left to go. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think we should wrap it up because I, mm. I think we're actually late for watching a badminton match now. I think we're very Maybe. late. Probably we know the result Yeah, we'll already. catch the ending. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening. Um, this has been the show. So you can find us at uh, our3things.com. You can see all the episodes there. Um, find out more about us um, as well as where you can find the show. It's pretty much on every on every platform. Um, if you are listening to the show and you do enjoy it, um, would be appreciated if you could uh, jump on uh, on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts and drop a rating, drop a review. Let us know what you think. Even if you hate it, let us know. <laughs> we want haters. If you have haters, that's a good thing, right? In theory, right? People Which are listening. Which means uh, actually, Lisa, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. You know, drop us, drop us a line. Tell us how you're feeling. Tell us what's making you happy. Yeah. Yeah, sounds cool. great. Good stuff. All yeah. right. Anything else? No, I think we can wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up then. But yeah. before we go, yes. please remember... Our fourth thing is, is you. you. Yay, <laughs> bye. bye.